0: Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Education, going to school, incurring a debt, that's my topic. You know, if you are a senior in high school or if you're in college right now, this program's for you. If you're a parent of a student that's ready to go to college or is in college, this program's for you. If you're interested in this whole issue of financing education and how students can go to school and... Uh, still survive, still survive financially, if you will, this program's for you. Now, let's take a look at this issue of um, education and finance. I'm going to start out with a story and then tell you why I tell the story. When I um, graduated from university, 1960, I obtained a job as a uh, teaching, uh, as a teacher, sixth grade class, so I became a teacher for two years. I signed the contract with the school system, six Thousand dollars a year as a teacher, 1960. That was kind of the going rate, if you will. wasn't underpaid, it wasn't overpaid. That was kind of the going rate for a beginning teacher, $6,000. Now here we go, fast forward. We're now talking about 2022. I recently became aware of a young lady, graduated from one of the major universities in California and um, obtained her undergraduate degree and signed a contract soon thereafter, not with an educational system, but with a tech system, with a technology company in the Silicon Valley of California. The salary, the beginning salary, $140,000. Now look at the difference between 1960 and now, the difference between teacher education and those in the field of media and technology. $140,000. Beginning student, 23, 24 years of age, graduated after four years of college one of our major universities so maybe she got paid a little bit more because she graduated from a major university maybe not but nonetheless gives you a perspective of the salary that is obtainable today by students who graduate with an undergraduate degree not a master's degree not a doctorate degree an undergraduate degree now here's what's intriguing to me in this whole thing if you went to school which i see many many students in my clinical practice who go to school go to college part-time i hardly ever see a student going to school full-time and graduates in four years that's rare almost all the students i see are going to school part-time and then trying to work part-time so essentially they graduate or with an undergraduate degree in six to seven years as compared to four years now during those extra three years they work part-time and they've earned Maybe $15,000, maybe $20,000. But um, they've only worked to a limited degree. That's 15 to 20 hours, maybe, maybe 30 hours a week. And then go to school the rest of the time. So for two or three years, after the four-year program that they could have done, they stretched it out to six to seven years, they have gone without an income, basically, for an extra three years. Or can put it the other way around, they've gone with a very limited income. For two to three years. So look at this girl that just graduated after four years of school, had a debt, sure, four years of education, comes out with a salary of $140,000. So, had you compared her, if you would compare her to the students that go part time over those next two to three years, let's say three years, seven years, she didn't go to school seven years, she went to school four years, other students go in seven, that's $420,000 she made during the time of those three years when other students who are going to school part-time are struggling with their schooling and their work and are probably making fifteen to twenty thousand dollars at most per year so what is that fifty fifty thousand dollars versus somebody who has now gone to school and then worked full-time and made four hundred and twenty thousand doesn't make sense does it so here's why i bring this up not only do I see a lot of students who are going part-time to school and going to school over six or seven years, but their parents support this. Their, subpar- their parents are in favor of it. Their parents say, "Don't get any debt. Don't raise. Don't get take a loan. You're going to have to pay that off later on." Well, that's probably true. But if you're making $140,000 after you graduate in two or three years, you made $420,000. You can pay off the loan that you've taken to get your education, so you can pay that off in two to three years thereafter. Why not go to school full time and to take a loan? That's the question. Why not go to school full time and take a loan? Well, that would be wise, wouldn't it? Because you get through the schooling, you get into the job market, you start with an ed, with a um, very substantial income. Now, maybe it's not four hundred. Maybe it's not one hundred forty thousand dollars maybe your income is only gonna be a hundred thousand maybe it's only gonna be ninety thousand still over two or three years you'll be able to pay off your student loan so here's the point go to school take a loan now be prudent take a loan as little as possible don't run it up any more than you need to but take a loan get your education and then get a job that pays substantially so that you can pay off your loan get a job that will give you a substantial income don't go just back to a part-time job. Go back to a job that's substantial and you're making substantial money and you can pay off that loan relatively quickly. Maybe two years, maybe four years, maybe five years, but you can still pay it off quickly. So the job market is there. The jobs are there. The income is there. The potential income is there. A student just needs to be prudent, needs to be wise, and need to be courageous. Go to school, take a loan, get through school in four years, maybe five, but get on into the marketplace of work quickly, and then budget your money to pay off any loan that you've taken to achieve that particular outcome of education. So that's the undergraduate education situation today. You need to take a real close look at how are you doing your education? How are you planning your education? How are you as a family planning for your education? There's a lot of other issues. You can have loans, you can have grants, you can have um, different forms of support that come from family and come from uh, grandparents and come from others that have invested in you and want to see you have an education. Look at all the options so that you are able to not only get the education, but then pay it off and move on with your life as quickly as you can. Anyway, nice to be with me and thanks for joining in on this issue of advanced education and how you're going to handle that you know financially bye for now